Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro. Skyros here. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. We got a good show tonight. We're going to talk about Riddle, the JBL Invitational. Our main story is on William Regal. He just made AEW look stupid. Plus, we'll talk about Ricky Starks, Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, plus this week in wrestling history and two parting shots. So without any further ado, let's begin. We start out with Monday Night Raw. Riddle has his time run out. Apparently it asked after Solo Sokoa took him out. I mean, he straight up took him out like he owed money. I mean, the viciousness, including that Asiatic spike right to the throat and then just laying out Riddle. Riddle's going to be out for six weeks. But does it really matter at this point? Because Riddle has stock has gone way, way down since he became a joke once again. Bro, I mean, come on, dude. You got laid out by Solo Sokoa. What's next? You're going to come back with the bongos again? Bro, I mean, you took out my partner, bro. And then you try to take me out, bro. I mean, come on, Riddle. I think your time has definitely run out. I mean, people are going to get sick and tired of the bro and what's up and all that jive, please. That easy laid back jive. I mean, come on now. Your time has definitely ran out thanks to Solo Sokoa. It may be time for a change for Riddle, bro. Moving on, let's talk about Bailey. Did Becky Lynch motivate her, or is it reality? Well, even though Becky Lynch's comments were pretty strong this past Monday night on Raw, I think that Bailey has finally gotten into reality here. She has realized the situation that she is in, the fact that she is not pulling her weight. Uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky are the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They got the gold. They got the hardware. But where's Bailey's goal? Is Bailey good enough to win gold? Well, that, that reality just hit her right in the head last week. And now all she has to do is beat Alexa Bliss, and she'll get another opportunity at the Raw Women's Championship. But this time, if she does get that title shot, she better make it count and win that title. Because like I said, Dakota Kai and Io Sky are going to look at her it's like, you're not pulling your weight. I mean, you're dragging your feet. You're not pulling your weight. We're champions. We've been defending our titles. Where's your goal? And probably will drop her, drop her like that, man, just like that. So, Bailey, reality has hit her square in the head. She has got to win a championship right now. Or you could say goodbye to Bailey in damage control. <clears throat> And finally, let's talk about the JBL Invitational, a complete and utter waste of time. Who cares about a poker game in the middle of a wrestling card? Who cares? JBL, yes, this is my Invitational. It's going to be bigger than a Super Bowl, bigger than WrestleMania. No, it's going to be a colossal waste of time. Nobody cares about people playing cards in the middle of a wrestling show. Really? Really? 
oh yeah, and of course Dom has to be there. Dom cheats and then sets up a match with Akira Tozawa, as if we really would be real excited to see Akira Tozawa try to get revenge for Dom cheating at a poker game. Now, does that sound stupid or something like that? Give me a break. And then, of course, uh, uh, Johnny Gargano's friend there. Uh, oh, I forget his name. It just slipped up on me. One, his poker hand, as if I really care. He's got a lot of money now. Ooh. I mean, come on. Really? Seriously? I don't want to watch this anymore. Stop putting the JBL invitation. What's next? What is next? The JBL Invitational Tennis Tournament? How about the JBL Invitational Golf Tournament? Or how about a nice game of Parcheesi or something? Give me a break with this JBL Invitational. A complete waste of time. Stop it. And that is Raw for this week. Moving on, let's talk about our main story this week. <clears throat> And that is William Regal has finally left AEW. And boy, he just made AEW look stupid. It made him look really, really stupid. I mean, Tony, Tony Khan, you dropped the ball again. You know, William Regal just told the press that maturity is a problem in the AEW locker room. Boy, did he nail the, head, the, the nail on the head with that one. Wow, he just made AEW look stupid. Now he's going to go behind the scenes and help Triple H get Raw back in that number one position. Now he knows what AEW does. He knows the inner workings of AEW. And you just let him go back to the WWE? My God, Tony, come on, dude. You just gave Triple H your playbook, son. Now you're in trouble. That dominant year you had last year at the Achievement Awards, don't expect it this year. None whatsoever. William Regal, yeah, he might not be going on camera for a year based on the release of, the, of his contract and the stipulations behind that. But that's just okay because one year will be just enough for William Regal to spill the beans about what the inner workings of AEW, how they operate to have Triple H, known as Trips, take full advantage of that opportunity. AEW, William Regal just made you look stupid. And boy, you're going to pay the price for it. And that is my main story for this week. We're going to take a time out here coming up. When we come back, it's some AEW opinion about Ricky Starks. Jade Cargill and the Acclaimed. Plus, later on, we'll talk about SmackDown with Ronda Rousey. Plus, this week in wrestling history and a couple party shots. All this and more coming up on this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. Paul the Nitro Scars here coming up on Christmas Eve, Saturday, December 24th will be all new episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and a special two-part edition of Nitro Memories. First, on From the Mind of the Nitro, we're near the end of the year. That means it's time for predictions. I'll give you my predictions as to what will go on in 2023. Plus, I'll announce the 
Nitro Wrestler of the Year. And then on a special two-part edition of Nitro Memories, first part one, we'll look back at November 1987, the head-to-head clash between the Survivor Series and Starcade 87. Who really won that battle? And then part two, we'll look at December 1987, the falling out from the Survivor Series and Starcade 87. Lex Luger is out of the Four Horsemen, and Hulkamania prepares to meet Andre the Giant with new reinforcements. All this and more in a special two-part edition of Nitro Memories. Those two episodes, the two-part edition of Nitro Memories and From the Mind of the Nitro will be out Christmas Eve, December 24th at www.youtube.com slash paulskybers. Don't miss it. Ho, ho, ho. This is Santa here. That's right, Santa here. You know, I love po- listening to podcasts while I'm out there giving gifts to the good boys and girls. And one of the main uh, streaming services that Santa uses is Anchor.fm. My goodness. They have original programming with great guests. Those are good boys and girls. Plus, they give you the ultimate gift on Thanksgiving, and that is you can create your own podcast. Ho, ho, ho. I mean, it is just one of the best gifts you'll ever have. I mean, it's free to set up. I mean, it's easy to do, free to set up. You can make money off of it. Ho, ho, ho. And it streams on all podcast services besides Anchor.fm, like Spotify, Google, Apple, and more. So celebrate the holidays, ho, 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 like Santa here with Anchor.fm. Happy holidays, ho, ho, ho. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's go now to AEW. Let's begin with Ricky Starks. Wow, I got to say, he has the drive to be AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Did you see the comeback on that promo Wednesday night? Man, Ricky was solid. He was straightforward. He did not lose his cool. He came up with just as good one-liners as MJF. Now, that says something that you can go toe-to-toe with the number one heel with the number one promo in professional wrestling. My hat's off to Ricky Starks, man. Plus, he has the skill, the determination, the speed, and the fire, the intensity to become AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And this may sound interesting because we may see a short reign as MJF as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and at the same time, it may make sense. Ricky Starks has come into his own. Just on that one night alone, I think if they make a gamble with Ricky Starks, with that promo Wednesday night and that excitement and fire that he brings, don't be too surprised if they pull a surprise and make Ricky Starks the next AEW World Heavyweight Champion at Winners Coming This Wednesday on Dynamite. Trust me on this one. There's a certain feeling going on right now. 
based on what happened on that promo Wednesday night, there's just something in the air that smells a title change. Don't be too surprised to see a new AEW World Heavyweight Champion in Ricky Starks. Moving on, let's talk about Jay Cargill. She's still undefeated, but is she really content on being the TBS champion? I guess apparently she ha- is because she's the boss. She got rid of uh, Tasha Steele from uh, her baddies and now Vel- Red Velvet's back as part of the baddies. I mean, yeah, Jay Cargill's all about Jane Cargill. I think she's just content on being the TBS champion and rolling with her crew, the baddies, and establishing herself as that bleep. Now, the bleep is the B word, but I'm not going to use that since this is a clean show. But you know what I'm saying, that bleep. Jay Cargill, still undefeated. But I got a funny feeling she's going to end up losing her first match in 2023. I mean... Look at Goldberg. He had a solid reign of like, what, 173 matches won? Really? <laughs> I think that number was disputed over the years. But look at Jay Cargill. Now she's 43-0 and and undefeated. I see somewhere, somehow, down the line, she will lose her first match and quite possibly her TBS title. But I think she is content now on being the TBS champion. Why? Because she's that bleep. <laughs> and finally, let's for AEW, let's talk about the acclaimed beating FTR. That has made their career. I mean, that was really that was a really good tag team match. FTR really took it to the acclaimed, but the acclaimed passed the test. They passed the fire, brother. And now they are on top. As the tag team champions, much respect to FTR as well. If you could beat the best team in the world and keep your AEW World Tag Team titles, that's a plus for you. And the acclaimed, I'll tell you one thing, they're gaining in popularity each and every day. They are red hot right now in AEW. Excuse me. And... At the end of the day, if FTR does get their rematch, we're going to see an even more intense battle between these two teams. But AEW, but the acclaimed are going to be ready this time in defending their AEW World Tag Team title. So, yep, beating FTR has definitely made their career. And that's no joke. And that is AEW for this week. Let's get right into SmackDown now. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey. By the way, real cute, Ronda. You and Shayna Baszler breaking the hand of Shotzi in the parking lot. Oh, I didn't do it. You know, she's so clumsy. Right. Okay, is there any credible opponent now out there for her? Uh, no. Unless you consider Tegan Knox and Liv Morgan. As your last two contenders, I mean, really, getting back to this hand incident, you're just snuffing out the competition. Why? Because you need an out. Why? Because you're Ronda Rousey. 
I don't give a bleep about these fans out here. You know, I'm too cool. I am the SmackDown Women's Champion. Oops, did I break your hand, Shotzi? At that car door, you got to be careful now. You can't be clumsy. Right, okay. Is there any credible opponent out there that's not injured? Maybe Tegan Knox, maybe Liv Morgan again. But the well is drying up because Ronda Rousey, along with her personal enforcer, Shayna Baszler, are out injuring people, putting people on the shelf. Why, you got something better to do, Ronda? Do you got something better to do? Really? Really? This is why you don't have many too, too many credible opponents left on your roster. Please, stop crippling them and start wrestling them. That's why the Raw Women's Champion is number one right now, which is, of course, Bianca Belair, and you're number two. And don't give me the excuse, oh, she was clumsy. Oops, did I break your hand there, Shotzi? Oh, give me a break, Rhonda. Go get, go somewhere as if you got something better to do than defending your uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Moving on, let's talk about the mid-cards. I've noticed something very interesting. Is NXT's gain SmackDown's loss? Apparently not because you got the New Day challenging pretty deadly for the NXT Tag Team titles this uh, this Saturday at Deadline. Um, you've got Apollo Crews now in NXT. You've brought in Shinsuke Nakamura from SmackDown to NXT. You notice all these mid-carters are now going to NXT. Dolph Ziggler was at NXT. Now, who's next? Baron Corbin with JBL? Oh, he's a wrestling god of this uh, millennium. No, he's not. But don't be too surprised to see Baron Corbin in NXT. Look, NXT is getting good now because they're getting serious. The women's division's good. Braun Breaker is a superstar waiting to happen. And bringing these mid-card talents from SmackDown will give the mid-card talents something to do and to enhance the youth of NXT for them to move up in the up to SmackDown or Raw. No doubt, this is why NXT's game is not exactly SmackDown's loss when it comes to the mid-carders. And finally, let's talk about my boy, Sammy Uso. He cannot do it alone. I mean, Roman will be back next week in Chicago. And Jay's already given Sammy's advice. Yo, dog, need to get a trim. Trim that mustache up a little bit, man. Something's going to happen to you. And he and he's real excited, man. Sammy Uso has made it, man. He is in. He is a made man, but he can't do it all alone. The man eventually may run out of ideas. That's the natural process of creative people. And by the way, yes, he's got another T-shirt out. My dog T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. What else does this guy come up with with T-shirts? Feeling oozy? <laughs> oh, there's another T-shirt idea. But he can't do it alone. He needs backup. He needs some help. Eventually, with Roman going to be coming back and stuff like that, they can build off each other. 
which is important. It keeps the creative juices flowing. But don't overexpose Sammy Uso. I I saw just a little bit of it this week. Just make sure you, you cannot do it alone. You're overexposing him a little bit. Reel it back. Sammy knows what he's doing. My dog, the T-shirt is excellent. You know those things are flying off like hotcakes. John Cena coming back at the end of the month. Oh, by the way, John Cena is coming back at the end of the month. Wow. I'll tell you one thing. Give me a week on that. Maybe next week's podcast I'll talk about John Cena, the B-rated movie actor, coming back into Sammy Uso's yard, son. Please, when he puts on my dog t-shirt, Cena's going to be so jealous. But more about Cena next week. i got to dig further into this. This is getting good. But at the end of the day, Sammy Uso, people call him Sammy Say No, it is Sammy Uso is a made man, but he cannot do it alone, folks. Don't overexpose him now. He's red hot right now he is that white hot right now that's good not bad good and that is smackdown for this week we're gonna take our last time out coming up this week in wrestling history and i'll have two parting shots i'll ask the question whether getting real or shooting is good or bad for wrestling as far as promos goes and i'll talk about a major slip up another major goof that happened on dynamite this past wednesday night more of this edition of saturday evenings with the nitro after this time out hello everybody i'm paul the nitro skyers here coming up on january 1st i'll talk about a big decision involving the future of some of the projects that i was doing including um sunday mornings with the nitro and my website some big information about that, some big news as to the future of that coming January 1st, uh, first, right here on this podcast. Thanks a lot. Ho, 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 Santa here once again, chilling out here, at, here on the North Pole in my crib, <laughs> listening to great podcasts from Anchor.fm and feeling ho, ho, ho. That holiday spirit, Mrs. Claus, giving me some delicious cookies and milk while I'm listening to some great Anchor podcast. And you know, Santa's got a piece of advice for you. Why don't you create your own podcast? Ho, ho, ho. That's right. Santa would love to do his own podcast now. That would be interesting. I mean, it's free to set up. It's easy to do. I mean, you can make money off of it. Santa wouldn't mind making money for the elves, of course. So they make good uh, toys for good boys and girls. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and here at Anchor.fm. So take my advice and do your own podcast at Anchor.fm while I'm chilling here in my crib here at the North Pole. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Eatings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Now it's time for This Week in Wrestling History. On December 8, 1982, in Shreveport, Louisiana, 
Matt Bourne and Ted DiBiase defeated Mr. Olympia and Stagger Lee in a no disqualification loser Lee town match as I believe Matt Bourne pinned Mr. Olympia, which means Mr. Olympia had to leave Mid-South for 90 days. On December 6, 1985, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Gama Singh defeated Bruce Hart to win the British Commonwealth Championship. And finally, December 5, 1980, in St. Louis, Missouri, Ted DiBiase won a 20-man Russell Royal by beating the Avalanche Buzz Tyler as the last person eliminated. And that is this week in wrestling history. And now time for some parting shots. First, let me ask this question for my first parting shot. Is getting real shooting good or bad for wrestling as far as promos goes? Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If the opponent knows that you're going to be saying this, then yeah, it's good because it gets heat. It gets the adulation going of the fans. It gets them excited. It makes the opponent really want to kick his butt storyline-wise, and it tells you why they're fighting on pay-per-view. However, if there happens to be a couple comments that the other person did not know about and does not want to be revealed, and it's been revealed by the person saying it, then we got a major problem here because the other your opponent did not want you to say that. That's heat, folks. That's heat. That's bad heat. You don't want that because he's going to come back and retaliate on you for making those stupid personal comments that you didn't authorize, you didn't want to be said out there. And there's also the element of the personal animosity, the real animosity behind the scenes involving two women, involving these wrestlers. Look at Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair from last year. Oh, it got real personal. I don't think they cleared them making those comments. How about uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb? Some of it was making common sense, and John Cena may have not liked it, but oh well, live with it. Or maybe CM Punk's all-out media scrub. Tony Khan did not know about it, but it was the truth. It depends on the type of uh, situation that you're in whether the shoot is real or real bad or real good, that's the whole premise of that. It depends on the type of situation. It depends on whether the per- the real-life animosity, if there's any, involving the two parties. I think it could be both good and bad for professional wrestling. You just got to look at those two elements. The situation that you're in and if there's any real-life animosity where someone might say something that the other guy does not want revealed on national television. Anyway, that's the answer to that question. Moving on to my up final parting shot, a major goof on Dynamite. Now, look, listen to this, look at this situation here. I'm sitting here watching Dynamite, 9 o'clock, the six-woman tag involving Jane Cargill. I mean, the 9 o'clock time slot, I believe. Let me go back. The Jamie Hayter sit-down interview. The fighting champion. Jamie Hayter first sit-down interview since winning the title. Then the six-woman tag comes out there. Then all of a sudden, it goes to break. 
Nobody told me that it was going to break. There was no indication by Excalibur, the man in the mask, the goof, uh, or Tony Schiavone or Taz, that they were going to a commercial break. They would say that. We're going to a commercial break. Please stay with us. The action will continue after this timeout. Sort of like that. That's an indication that they are going to a commercial break or we're going commercial in the... You won't miss the action as we go commercial in the commercial or whatever it's called. Okay. They go to commercial without us knowing about it. I'm sitting there thinking, when did this commercial break come up there? I didn't ask for this commercial break. You didn't indicate that there was no commercial break. Then when the commercial is over, guess what happens? It goes back to the Jamie Hayter interview. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what are they on? Uh, hello, you're in the middle of a six-woman tag. Wrong spot here. You're repeating yourself. Get back on track. Get back on track. I thought something real happened, something bad happened that they had to go back to it, but there was no indication of it. No indication of it. So they ran through it again. Went to the commercial break again. And then they finally come back to the six man, I mean the six woman tag. And then that made the show run over 10, 15 minutes. Major goof, major mistake. Whoever was behind that, the production truck need to be fired. They need to be fired. You can't do that on national television. You can't do that. That's a slip-up. That's a mistake. And you don't think Trips himself, that's right, Trips. And, you know, with William Regal now, back with Triple H and the WWE, you don't think they are not looking at this and licking their chops at this mistake? Major mistake by AEW as far as the production of that. Major mistake. Can't do that again. Don't do that again. And that is my parting shots for this week. Uh, a little program note. Next week here on Saturday Evenings with the Nitro, I will make an announcement about my end-of-year specials coming up at the end of this month right here on this podcast. And with that in mind, that ends this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here saying so long, everybody.